dagger on point when I step in Signs in the air for the gang that you're repping Don't get brave when I'm stepping in the rave If you show my love, everything's okay So for a lively rave to have fun in If there ain't girls in the place, we ain't coming Middle finger up to the Jake, stepping in with the gang Please tell the police they can't come in Show me a salute, that's gang Pure love for the crew, that's gang Don't chat shit if you ain't gonna bang Just show man a sign if you're down for the gang Show me a salute, that's gang Pure love for the crew, that's gang Don't chat shit if you ain't gonna bang Just show man a sign if you're down for the gang Welcome back, Juventini, to the Juventini Top, back to Black and White Podcast. My name is Daniel Negro, and obviously live from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Episode number 22, guys. Um... We just continue to keep rolling. The games keep coming and uh, the guests keep coming in. So, uh, obviously, today is going to be the uh, preview for Lazio Juve. Uh, obviously, it's a crucial, crucial game. Uh, everybody's talking about it. Um, there's a lot of different stories developing on who can play, who can't play. And, um, yeah, I know it's definitely going to be now that, obviously, with the results today, there's going to be some very crucial, you know, meaning to what happens in this game. So, again, obviously the Sassuolo game wasn't anything I would say to be proud of. Obviously, guys, please go check out that podcast, number 21, even if the game is passed. Um, we dropped like a two-hour, 54-minute yeah. video. Um, and there's a lot of great takes in there, obviously, talking about Juve in general and obviously about the game as well. So, please have a listen to that one. Even if you, uh, even obviously, if necessarily, uh, we're moving on to these games. But uh, yeah, Jake put in an effort, and uh, you know, I got to thank him for that. Yeah, he was there for like three hours. We're there for three hours, so it was, uh, it was quite, quite the podcast. So um, yeah, guys, as usual, please smash the subscribe uh, on YouTube. Drop a like uh, if you listen uh, to the podcast on YouTube. Obviously, click the bell for notifications. And, um, yeah, as always, um, make sure uh, to uh, keep an eye on iTunes and Spotify. It's going to be, uh, if you have the, uh, if you follow on there, you'll be, uh, you know, in the loop when the next one drops. So, guys, uh, thank you for all the support, as always. And, um, yeah, we have a guest in the background. <laughs> well, hello. Hello, guys. Thanks for um, welcoming me on the podcast today. Yeah, so uh, Anthony, thank you for coming on. I appreciate no it. Um, obviously, uh, from Queens, New York. And, uh, yes, sir. So uh, how did you become a Juve fan? Well, first of all, my family's from Sicily, Italy. So there's a lot of fans from who support Palermo. I'm from yeah. Calpani, that um, province. So, yeah, so I was mostly inspired by my grandparents. They always were watching Juve on TV and stuff. So just picking up that from my my parents, my grandparents, just picking up watching them watch it. I just grew in to the I'm becoming a fan. And that's pretty much how. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's great to hear. Um, are you part of any of the like the fan clubs in and around uh, 
New York or how do you usually watch how do you usually watch the games you, you like to watch it at home by yourself for the no. family yeah I don't want to get I don't want to hear anybody screaming and hear me screaming at the games half the time based on their performances but I watch it by my grandparents house or I watch it with family members once in a while when there's a big games we'll all meet up so that's what I do pretty much Oh, yeah. So, yeah, same with me. It's uh, I like to keep it low-key uh, yeah, by myself. It's not like uh, my family in particular are a big fan, so it's usually same just me uh, watching. Obviously, I have different relatives that obviously cheer for oh, different here, teams, so uh, there's a lot of uh, rivalry back and forth, but I think mm-hmm. uh, for me personally, yeah, it's just easiest to watch it at home now. Yeah. I think with what's been going on like lately, obviously the club's been going through a little bit of a, you know, rough patch. Um, yeah. Obviously we can get into the, uh, the news right away. Gasparini has been talking about, uh, you know, already thinking about the champions league, obviously mm-hmm. against PSG. Um, he said that they did their best in Serie A and uh, there's some regret at the points loss, but you know, with the Juventus win against Lazio, Atalanta's basically out, obviously, because we'll get into that Scudetto race, but obviously they drew uh, yesterday. Um, so that kind of uh, put a damper on their uh, push. Um, obviously, some other things. Buffon and Chiellini could become the first players in all the top leagues to win nine championships in a row. In a row. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, nine for uh, Juve with Chiellini, and then obviously... Buffon has eight, but one at PSG, which should have been, he should have been on his 10th this year. I mean, let's be quite, let's be frank, but, um, yeah, it's, um, it's interesting to see that, uh, nine championships in a row. Um, yeah, crazy to think it could be a possibility. And I believe the number is seven now. So we're getting closer guys. Um, depending on what happens tomorrow, and I really hope we can get a win. But obviously another big thing has that's been talked about is social media engagement. Um, first half of 2020, um, 890, 889 million interactions for Juventus. So, um, yeah, no small feat. Uh, top out of all of the big names. I mean, again, take that with a grain of salt, guys. It doesn't necessarily mean boo. When you uh, when you throw it into the deals we ha- already have in place, and I think we like to overhype this these these social media numbers. I mean, at the end of the day, you got to look at revenue, and um, if that is increasing the revenue, that's fine. I mean, a lot of people say that's an indicator, but to me, physical value, physical numbers is what 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 brings in the bacon. It has nothing to do with you know clicks and this and that when people are buying jerseys and people are going to see games, that's really all that matters. Um, the needle hasn't really been moved in my opinion about uh, sponsorship dollars. We're still below all of those teams that were essentially ahead of in this poll. Um, but, uh, what do you think about the kind of, let me, let me get your opinion on the, you know, Mm -hmm. the direction of the club, you know, obviously you're a younger, you're a younger guy than, than me. And, um, Mm -hmm. Obviously, a lot of that stuff. I don't know if you're into the whole sneaker game or whatnot, but I mean, uh, kind of. Yeah, so yeah. it's there's a lot of you know you know pop culture, sneaker culture, social media. It's a big thing nowadays, right? So yeah, you know, what are your th- kind of thoughts on on Juve and 
you know when when originally did it start because that i didn't obviously i found out how you became a uv fan but you know when did you really you know get into it what kind of who were your favorite players and like uh you know what really kicked it all off well mostly for me i mostly i maybe the last memory oldest memory i have of watching uv actually maybe was when i was about maybe 10 years old like Okay. Just watching with my grandparents and stuff and actually getting into the game had to be when I was, like, younger. Because I, I, I think I was always a UA fan as a kid, but not as much as I am now. Like, I wasn't as much into it. But I always idolized. I, my favorite players were always Buffon, Chiellini, Marquisio, and Andrea Pirlo. I always loved watching them. When Andrea Pirlo came to UVA, I was my favorite signing. Like, I love Andrea Pirlo. Same with Claudio Marquisio. Like, those were pretty much my favorite players always. I like it. I like hearing that because, you, like I said, you're a younger, uh, you're a younger yeah. kid. But uh, you know, when you see those, you see the respect for the players, you know, mm-hmm. of past. Obviously, again, being Italian is one thing that kind of yeah. influences you a little bit more than, mm-hmm. let's say, someone who isn't. But um, yeah, no, that's great to hear. Um, obviously, something that more about you know that the poll was a Gazetta poll. Obviously, they had another one that was been talked about. Serie A top players, obviously average ratings for the players, and obviously the players had to have at least 10 games played. Dybala on top, 6.85. It's undisputed. Mm-hmm. Ronaldo fans don't have me. I didn't create this poll. Um, Papo Gomez, number two, 6.79. Luis Alberto, number three, 6.67. Sirigu, 6.63. And Ronaldo, 6.63. So... Obviously, those are there based off of their rankings throughout, you know, the season. And, uh, yeah, I just, I think it, it makes perfect sense. I think Juve would be in a whole world of pain if we didn't have Dybala. Um, yeah. He does so much for us, and mm-hmm. it's just been incredible. And I think he's going to do wonders tomorrow, um, being so. back. And it's going to be an interesting lineup. There could be, I, I'm still quite unsure of how we're really going to set up because there could be a few ways we could go, uh, at least in my head. Um, so what do you think about Dybala's contrib- contribution to this season? Well, I think that he was um, top, like, at least top three most important players this season easily. Without him, I don't know. Like It's crazy to think that just last season the management was trying to get rid of him so hard, especially for someone like Lukaku or whoever they wanted to. But yeah. I, I think that he's one of the players. Like, Ronaldo wouldn't have been able to do all of this. Like, at the beginning of the season, when we heard Ronaldo and Dybala couldn't play together, and it was better Ronaldo, Higuain, and Ronaldo wasn't getting the same numbers he's getting now while playing with Dybala. So I think that it's really important that Dybala keeps on starting for us, and I think that he'll play a big contribution in leading us to the Scudetto at the end of the season. Yeah, no, I definitely think that's that's great. Great. Well said. Um I think, uh, yeah, it's going to have to be that way. Or if uh, he doesn't start performing, I mean, if we lose him or, you know, look at what happened with the re- with the whole suspension thing, car- card accumulation, I think it was such a huge factor in that. And, you know, that was almost kind of the start of the the fall, so to speak, or the slipping in these, mm-hmm. in these past games because uh, we didn't necessarily... Uh, have him in a game that I think we needed, especially with Delict as well, and that was against Milan. So that kind of was the beginning of the 
you know, dropping of points. And then you look at, you know, these teams kind of getting closer. Mm-hmm. And obviously, again, like I said, we'll talk about the point differences in a, in a little bit. But definitely, uh, definitely some tough times if tomorrow doesn't go for go our way. Obviously, yeah, there was talk about uh, Merda and their competition. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, now they're in second place. If you don't know, they obviously drew today against Roma. One or two, two, excuse me. And uh, no, there were just talk, talks about basically, you know, this rivalry with uh, Merda, the, the energy, the pride. Um, no one wants to see this kind of almost Cinque Maggio, like reversal yeah. coming up potentially. And obviously then there's Conte Marotta, you know, mm-hmm. celebrations that would happen. And, you know, this could be... This could be something that we don't really want to walk into. So, I think you know we're we're still in the in the in the driver's seat, and we have a lot left to give and a lot left to you know. I think the schedule, from the way I see it, it's pretty straightforward. I see where we can pick up our points, and then it's just going out and executing. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, there's been a lot of discussion about journalists, and you know. Different transfer plans, and you know, Romeo Gresti's been a pretty big name in in the scene, and you know, he's gotten I would say a lot of respect, which I think he deserves. He's been right quite a few times, um, but he talks about you know Juve's summer, and you know, he expects a lot of transfers, but the motto is the same: sell first, buy after. And I mean, I mean, it's kind of straightforward. I think anyone in their grandmother could have come up with that just watching Juve. Uh, play the lot or you know the way they've modeled their uh, financials and the way we make transfers so nothing really that's kind of status quo there Um, obviously some I want to get your opinion on some of the you know links that are now coming up just as of recent Uh, Duvan Zapata has been linked obviously apparently Juve still has Mattia Perin (laughs) on the books or maybe mm-hmm. they have a buyback or something. I thought we completely thought, got rid of him. I thought he was on loan. Okay, well, there you go. So, Mattia Perin plus 30 million for Zapata has been reported in uh, Corriere dello Sport. Mm-hmm. Another big name, obviously, again, looking for number nines with Milik, who's been talked about quite extensively so far, is uh, Lacazette from Arsenal. And there's been talks with his entourage, kind of his people. Um that's kind of interesting. And then also Zaniolo has apparently said that he wants to leave Roma. And I think that's a player that we got to kind of jump on, especially if we're going to lose out on, on Tonali. That's still kind of not done yet. But if from what it seemed like before, we were uh, out of that race, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. What do you think about those names I've listed? Kind of go... well. But do you I think, think those fit? Do you think those fit? Do you think we need to go completely different direction? Uh, are we not? Are we not really touching the needs that we that we need? But what do you think? Obviously, I don't know. And the names of Milik, Zapata, and Lacazette. I think the only one who really would fit Juve right now is Zapata. I mean, the only downside of Zapata coming, it's not even that much of an expensive price. Thirty million Perin's not going to sit as a third goalkeeper, so it's best to just get rid of him. So. I mean, if Atalanta would take that deal for that price, I think it's good. Duval and Zapata, I think, will fit good with Ronaldo. And Dybala up top, good hold-up play, strong striker. 
But the only downfall is he's 29, 30 years old now, so he's a little bit on the aging side. And for a Milik, I don't know, like because we already have so many in players who are injury prone, and we in the past, and that we needed to get rid of. So Milik, he like he's a good striker, but and he's young, but his injury problems I don't think could be seen through in this transfer deal. Yeah. Um, how about Lacazette? What do you think of of him? Obviously, I believe they're the same age. Yeah, uh, him and uh, Zapata, and even him and as from Wolves has been discussed. Do you think those guys yeah. are? Do you think uh, yeah. they're fit? Who who would you like out of those three? Between Zapata, Milik, and Lacazette. Yeah, or even Zapata. or even Raúl uh, Jiménez. It would have to be between Zapata or Raúl Jiménez. Because I think those two are the only ones that would get you at least twenty, like 15 to 20 goals a season as a striker playing in its front three. Because Lacazette, he's not what he used to be when he was at Lyon. He had a good season at Arsenal, but this year he just wasn't himself. So I don't think it's a good move to buy an aging like player that's been having a downfall recently. So I think it would have to be Raul Jimenez or Zapata because they've been performing consistently over the past two seasons. And then uh, your thoughts on Zaniolo uh, wanting to leave. Um, how do you rate him as a midfielder? Mm, um, for me, Zaniolo is one of the at least top three best Italian talents, one of my favorite players right now. But I don't know, because just a few days ago, he said, um, he just uh, they were reporting that he said that he wants to stay at Roma. And then another two days passed, and all the big newspapers are saying, okay, he wants to leave. I don't yeah. know. I think it's just a way to sell newspapers and stuff. I don't know how reliable is that that is, but... If he actually wanted to leave and we could get a fair offer on him, I think it's a, that would be a great signing for us. Yeah, no, I definitely, like I said, I think we need some added midfield depth and like actual talent in the midfield. I think we just have a bunch of bodies, really. Um, yeah. And it's shown uh, quite substantial, you know, not, not really... Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Not really a, a hand that we thought we really had to rely on. Um, there was all this talk at the beginning about, oh, we'll be fine. We got depth. Um, and then really it just shows that, you know, Sami Kadir goes down with injury. He's done. A lot of guys, I don't think Matuidi is up to standard. I don't think he should start a game ever again for Juve. I, don't, I just don't think he's, he's the right yeah, player we need. Definitely. So really, we need to start rebuilding that, and it's uh, pretty straightforward there. And then obviously, look at fullbacks. I've been on the fullbacks mm-hmm. pretty much all past five, six games now. It's this not up to standard. I think Alexandro's the only quality He's we have there. there. Mm-hmm. Um, even let's say not on an attacking, you know, necessarily side, but even then, I, th- I think there's room for improvement for him. Um, but that's about it. Uh, I don't. I don't necessarily see any of the other guys we use yeah. as a, uh, as a you know, an advantage if you want to say yeah. in those positions. So, obviously, last thing, uh, summit was held between Andrea Agnelli, Pavel Nedved, and Fabio Paratici to discuss the Scudetto Champions League, the team's health, pro- recent performances, obviously Sarri. Um, and apparently he has a month and a half not to lose the bench. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know about that. I think there's been a lot of talk, even with this game. You know, it is a very crucial game, I would say, because you're allowing everyone else to still be in it if you do lose this game. 
Um, but I don't necessarily see Juve getting rid of him. I just, it's just not, it's yeah, out of character. So. It's out yeah. of character. We didn't do it with Allegri, and now all of a sudden we think we're going to drop a guy on a three-year contract yeah, after his first year. I don't, I just, I don't get why we, if yeah. we knew that it was going to be so uncertain, I don't know why we don't just sign a one-year deal and say, hey, you got a possibility of an extension at the end of the first year. If now we walk away, everybody mm-hmm. washes their hands and we go our separate ways, right? Mm-hmm. I, you know, I have fa- I have somewhat faith in the manager yeah, in that yeah. sense, but maybe maybe we weren't smart enough, and maybe they just thought it was going to be good enough. Because you know, mm-hmm. if you listen to the last podcast, you know, me and Jake got into it about obviously what options we had at the end of yeah. Allegri leaving, obviously. And, you know, we didn't get our first, second, third, and the, he came down to being the fourth. Now, if, if, you, if you go down to your fourth option and then you say, okay, well, I'm going to give him a three-year contract, it doesn't, re- it doesn't yeah. seem very smart, right? So mm-hmm. that's why I can't really stand behind that being yeah. the plan of, oh, they were going to go, yeah, they were going to sign that. this guy, especially for that kind of money, right, that yeah. you're, you're going to have to shell out, but... I don't know. We're going to have to wait and see what happens. I mean, hopefully we win, and that's not really something we have to, to worry about. But, uh, I mean, but I, there's, still, me, there's still going to be a lot of questions, right? Yeah, uh, Anthony, yeah. I think um, that's set to be a huge talking point, even if, let's say, we go and win the Scudetto uh, yeah, in sure. three, uh, three rounds, if you want to say, because that's what it's looking like, right? Yeah, yeah. But for me, the thing is, like, we, saw, we signed Saudi, and you didn't give him the options for his midfield, what he wanted to play his game, for Saudi, to play Saudi ball. But I think um, they're not going to sack Saudi for the reason that there's not many options that you could get right now in the transfer market. Other than they're saying, okay, a Pochettino is one of them. But that's, I don't know if that's um, like necessarily an improvement on Saudi. Like last season, we had Guardiola. As Mambolano said, oh, it's going to happen. We had Conte before he went to Inter. <laughs> we had um, P- uh, Inzaghi to leave Lazio. But this season, who are you going to sign? All of these coaches are staying at their clubs. So I think Saki Saudi would be not the right option. Yeah, and just a shout-out to Nono and Nona back there. Uh, popped in a couple times, shout-out. But that's all good. That's all good. Um, Scudetto race, let's get into it. Um, and yeah, I agree with you. I think... There's not a lot of options even now yeah. with uh, with what you have. So it's going to be interesting. Obviously, there's Pochettino, and that's a big rumor that's going to continue, I think, to move if, if we're not playing uh, up to standard. But let's, yeah, let's look at the race. Obviously, like I said, I have a little bit of an older uh, graphic here because I'm guessing tomorrow we'll get the uh, updated version of it. But obviously, I know what the points are. Obviously, Juve still stays at 77 with five games to go. Inter, 72. Uh, Atalanta, 71. And Lazio with 69. The only oh, the only teams that have five remaining are obviously Juve and Lazio. Inter and uh, Atalanta obviously have four games left because, like I said earlier, Atalanta drew Verona 1-1 and then obviously Inter drew Roma 2-2 just as early as today. So... Again, the number becomes seven, um, which could easily mean two wins and a draw or three wins in a row. And by the, what is that, the 24th, 5th, 6th of July, we could be uh, 
Scudetto crown Scudetto champions, champions of Italy again for the ninth straight time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely interesting because you look at this for this round, right? Um, obviously, if Lazio wins, they'd go up to 72 points. They would be five uh, back like Inter is. Now, then there's kind of these games that are, I don't want to say throwaway games, but... Uh, they're kind of fillers now. I think even if even if we lose, it still could be one in the next three games, anyways. So again, like I said, we still are we're still in that driver's seat, um, obviously because of the results that happened the past couple days. If those were wins on the part of Merida and obviously Atalanta, then we're speaking. Then it gets a little bit tighter. Then uh, then. What we're seeing now, obviously, Atalanta would have been at four points difference, and uh, Merda would have had an extra two points. So yeah, they would have been yeah. three points behind us. So that's that's different than losing to. Obviously, if you lose to Lazio, then really everything's open uh, with a three-point gap. But it's a little, it sets a little bit different now. Um, obviously, us winning. What what were your thoughts kind of looking at the, looking ahead to the end of the schedule? Do you think there was a clear advantage for anyone? Do you think it's still quite open? Uh, what are your thoughts, Anthony? Well, I think we have a decent enough schedule. We have to play well, the game against Lazio tomorrow. I think it's a win that we need just to bring the concentration of the team and the confidence of the team to just uh, go ahead and win those games and just win the Scudetto. I think we have um, we have Sampdoria, Udinese, teams like these. We should be beating Gaeti. We should be beating them fairly easily. And then we have Rome at the end of the season, which, according to if we um, win or not, that's pretty much not a game that's going to count for anything. So I think right. our schedule is a little bit better than like we have for Inter. They have Napoli and Atalanta. They have to play at the end of the season. So even right. if they were, I don't think that um, they would win against a team like Atalanta, who's been on really good form. Right. Yeah, I know. And even you look at Atalanta's schedule, obviously they'll have to play Merda in the last game, yeah. but they also have Milan as well, uh, Bologna and Parma. Yeah. So you could say a little bit easier. I still think we have the easiest coming yeah, up. Um, and Lazio's is not too... Uh, is manageable as well. Obviously they play Napoli on the last day of the season. But I think they're not playing well enough as a team. And I think that's why we're going to get away with the win tomorrow is because they're just not confident at all. And I don't think, I think we're just going to be able to break them tomorrow. Really? Um, and yeah, I, I just don't see them uh, putting up obviously. And again, like we'll get into the match facts uh, next, but uh, they're missing quite a few players. Um, yeah. And it's the fit. If you look at the, 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 the betting lines, um, if you're uh, into that, if you guys are into that kind of stuff, but Juve is heavily favored. I think it was like they were paying four dollars for uh, Lazio. It's like, yeah, so Juve is up, is paying one fifty seven, and Lazio is paying four eighty. So that's a heavy, yeah, a heavy a dog. Yeah, um, put on Lazio there. That's incredible. Um, especially to see how close these teams were. Just at the start of this, uh, you know, mm-hmm. obviously COVID restart, to be almost a four, almost having paying four times more uh, for Lazio, that's would not have crossed my mind when yeah. I uh, 
when I envisioned this at the beginning. And uh, let's, yeah, let's get into the match facts. Obviously, this is going to be in Torino. The first game, obviously, we played at the uh, Stadio Olimpico. But obviously, again, July 20th, which will be tomorrow. I'm going to get this up tonight, hopefully. Uh, so you will be hearing it on the 19th. Um, but again, yeah, at J Stadium, obviously 945 CEST, 145 Mountain, 1245 Pacific, 345 Eastern Time, guys. Set your clocks, set your alarms, schedule your meetings appropriately, even though I won't be able to do I'm Unfortunately, I won't be able to do that, but I'll be watching it after work. And again, I'll know the score and hopefully, hopefully I'll have a smile on my face after work instead of uh, being pissed off. But Let's see what happens. Obviously, we'll get into the records. Obviously, Juve's at 24-5-4 with 77 points. First place, top of the top of the league. Then you have Lazio, 21-6-6 six six with 60, with, excuse me, yeah, 69 points. In fourth, they've actually, yeah, they, so they've, they've slid down into the fourth spot. Um, but they've really had a tough time. Um, they had an opening loss to Atalanta. Um, and then, obviously... Two wins against Fiorentina and Torino. And then after that, it became three straight losses in a row. Milan, Lecce, and Sassuolo. And obviously their last game, they drew against Udinese 0-0 without scoring. Um, and it's kind of been stagnant. You look at their top scorer, Chiro Immobile, at 29 goals. He's been on that for, uh, since, for, for a while now, right? So yeah. And obviously Cristiano with 28 for us. But it's been... You know, very kind of rocky start. It doesn't seem like Lazio have very much confidence in themselves. Um, and I think we have to use that kind of in our advantage and just kind of break them, put one away early and kind of break their their hopes at all. Um, but, uh, yeah, what do you kind of think of the, the, the early match facts, the, the early matchup between the two teams? Um, I mean, I think Juve right now have the upper hand. They've both been going through a little bit of a shaky start after, but I think Juve have been the better team after the restart than Lazio have. I think, especially tomorrow, you, you didn't bring it up yet, but the injured players and the players who won't be there. And Chido Mobile not being on form, especially considering his performances in his last games, I think that's a uh, plus for us. And they won't have some of their top players, so I think, That'll make this game a little bit um, more easy for us going forward. Yeah, and uh, let's get into those players. Obviously, Bernardeschi with the stupid foul in the Sassuolo game, he's suspended, uh, so he won't. He won't be. <laughs> there you go. He won't be in the. He won't be in the squad. Obviously, we still have some nagging injuries. There's still talks about a game time decision for obviously Delict with his shoulder. Uh, Bentancourt with, I believe, his thigh, and then Chiellini and Bonucci still the heel and the, the calf. So they still have done some tests. I think they're still monitoring it, and we'll have to see what happens when the lineup comes out. Obviously, I think Kadira and DeShilio are still out for uh, for good for now. I don't think they'll be featuring in this game. Then you go on to the Lazio side. Obviously, Radu, Lucas Leva, Lulic, Correa, Muruzic. Luis Johnny Alberto. and Luis Alberto are all out. Obviously, Patrick is suspended as well. So they have quite a few players out. I mean, that's almost understating that in, 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 a, in a sense by saying they have a lot. They, um, their catalysts, their winger, um, Correa has been a force scoring goals for them. 
Leva's been a force in the midfield for them. Obviously, Radu uh, as a as a as a back for them. So it's definitely uh, it's gonna be interesting. Um, not, I don't want to say it's gonna be a walk. Yeah, because I walk. think yeah. I think they're gonna throw a lot at us. I think you know you look at the past. Now let's get into the last four games we played with them. Obviously, we lost within you know. I want to say that's what two weeks of each other. Um, yeah, well, no. two games. Yeah. Obviously, at the end of December, one being the Supercopa on the twenty second, losing three one. Obviously, then the Serie A first fixture between uh, between the two of us, another loss three one, and I believe we had red cards in both of those games, um, and that was obviously on December seventh. And then the two previous games, obviously, we won 2-1 and 2-0 away and home. Between That was obviously the 18-19 season. Um, but, yeah, definitely, I think uh, we've had the uh, upper hand for the most part in the past years. But they've been able to catch us on various occasions, you know, in the Cups and the Super Cups and the Copa Italia's and stuff like that. So, I don't want to, like I said, I don't want to say this is going to be like... Uh, we're going to walk all over them. I really hope that's what it ends up being, but I think there's definitely generally needs to be a little bit of concern because they could turn it on and come together and say, hey, this is our last stand. It's really in our hands at this moment. And if they come out and win, like I said, they go from 69 to 72. That's only yeah. five points. You don't know what happens. Roma, you know, obviously we play Roma uh, at the end of the season, so they're probably not going to want Lazio to win. So maybe we have that as kind of an ace in the back pocket, but uh, I don't know. Uh, we'll see if that even matters. Like you said, it's probably going to be uh, just a B squad playing at that point, I hope. But, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, what did you think about, obviously, watching the Supercopa and the last time we played well, them? Seemed like we I, didn't learn. It seemed like we didn't learn yeah. a thing, eh? Yeah, well, it seems that in both games, we turned off before they did both times. In the first game, we had a decent enough start. Bentoncourt was really promising. You know, we got that early goal. Bentoncourt went out, and it feels like the whole team shut off. But Lazio, yeah. didn't, Lazio didn't that game, and they were the team. Second time again, same thing happened. We went down 1-0. We started to play, and then we stopped playing, and Lazio cut us off for that. So I'm hoping that doesn't happen tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. And they were They were they're countering us like no tomorrow and uh just seems like they could always you know they're always creating danger every time we lost the ball and put us on the back foot and i think that's really how they capitalized on a lot of their goals in those games but uh what obviously we're going to be playing a similar formation um as what we were i believe what we were then don't quote me on that um but yeah I think, you know, for Sarri, he's, he's obviously been making comments about, you know, uh, he likes being under the pressure and it's either, you know, you're successful or not. But um, I really want to hope to see that if something doesn't go right in this game, if there's some problems that arise, that he definitely is quick. You know, I've noticed in the last two games, and I'll get your word on it because I've spoken enough kind of in the last, like I said in the last video, it was like a three-hour video, so... You'll kind of know my thoughts on if you check that one out. But we've been shutting off. And then 
we haven't been making the right decisions to bring guys on to stop the bleeding. So at the end of the day, I think Saturday really needs, that's really his kind of goal, his need to fix right now is if something, he's got to be more, you know, agile in the moment. He's got to be thinking, not just writing notes down on his little piece of paper there, but actually, you know, implementing changes when they need to happen in this game. Because like I said, you don't know how, uh, it's gonna. Everything's gonna go out till you know everyone steps on the bitch, right? If we're not necessarily playing up to standard, then uh, things will have to change. And I hope it doesn't take a us going up one nil and then they score three goals for the, him to be like, okay, well now we got to start making substitutions, like he did in the last two games or three games, excuse me. Um, but. Yeah, what do you think? What do you think about you know? Obviously, we can get into the formation in a little bit, but uh, what are your kind of thoughts on you know the the Sassuolo game, the Atalanta game, even the Milan game? Because you know that was a step off uh, mentally, and we shouldn't have been dropping. I mean, if you really think about it, we don't yeah. drop those points in these games. Uh, I think Atalanta was an atrocious game. They had no business winning, even getting a point in that game. Um, but, you know, you look at the Sassuolo game, definitely could have won that one. And the Milan game definitely held on to win that one. So there you go. You're really looking at, you know, four extra points added on that really this could have even potentially, if you think about, obviously, hindsight's 2020. But if you win those two games, you could be in position to clinch uh, in this game today, uh, tomorrow. So, I mean, what, what, have you been, what have you been seeing and, you know, because, you know, there's been a lot of good points. You know, a lot of people bring up different things. You know, I'm not going to catch everything. and But, yeah, let, let's let's have your take on how we've been playing a lot of the past few games. Well, the past few games, starting with the Milan game, I feel that first half, we were a better side up 2-0. Rabio had a really nice first half. He got his first goal for us. Ronaldo right. scored, of course. But then it was just a complete shutdown. Like, we were getting overrun by Milan's pressure. And the defense was just um, horrible. We had Delic suspended, not really for... I mean, a fair reason if I'm just yeah. saying that. But he was suspended, so the defense, the defense just got ran through. And that's what led to Milan scoring four goals in such little time. And then you move on to the Sassuolo game, and almost the same thing happened to us again. Um, this time, again, um, the defense was just atrocious. After 2-0, we took our foot off the gas. And like, from watching Sassuolo, that's just the thing you don't do against a type of team like Sassuolo. They have one of the most promising fast attacks in Italy. So to uh, turn off like that against the Swall and uh, to defend that badly, it was coming for us. Yeah, it's uh, it's unfortunate. Like I said, I keep saying it's unfortunate, but you know we've almost been uh, you know given the the keys to, to. I don't know if anyone wants to win the Scudetto. It seems like uh, with the way all these teams have been playing, and I know there's a lot of like, you know, it's tough. It's not just easy to say, okay, these teams don't want to win, like. Teams are going out to, to to play well and not to get shown up, and so you've had these draws and, and and other teams winning, and you know they're fighting for spots. You look at Milan; they're fighting to try and get as high up to as high up the table as possible. Roma today, same thing. When they went up two one, they're trying to hold their spot in fifth. Um, you look at teams like Hellas, who are kind of pushing to kind of get up into Europa League. Even, uh, you know, again, Sassuolo's been on a run. Atalanta's been on a run. So, it's not uh, like it's... We're not, I'm not saying it just because, you know, 
oh, there's dropping points. It's not going to be easy. It's never going to be easy to win the, win the Scudetto. Unless it's for the past seven years. But anyways, we won't, we won't touch that. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny. Someone told me they're like, uh, you know, just showed how good we were to come back from 12th. And I'm like, I don't really agree with that. Because if that was the case, then how can you, like, if you go down to 12th spot and you're able to make up that ground, I don't see any other league in which you're coming back from 12th spot and winning the league. Like, yeah, I don't definitely. care if you're in Spain. I don't care if you're in France. I don't care if you're in, uh, you know, England, wherever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're not coming back. And yeah. I, th- I think there's, we, obviously, we've, it's pretty self-explanatory. We got a lot of chokers in this league. So, uh, I'm not shocked. But, um, no, definitely, which they'll probably use that argument against us in Champions League. But whatever. Uh, it is what it is. That's our uh, That's our title for now. Uh, we got to get that changed in the, the short term. But, you know, I think this is going to be the, the weirdest Scudetto that I've watched. Definitely. It's been the weirdest year ever. Um, and hopefully that means that we could just somehow get a Champions League. But let's get into the formations of this game or obviously the projected formations. Again, we've had some wacky different like shakeups and different players going here and there. So we'll see. Obviously, I believe it's going to be the 4-3-3 as always. Uh, we're going to have Tech in goal, Quadrado right back, Bonucci, uh, Delict, and Alexandro. I think that's what it'll be if, if they're available. Um, Rabio, Pjanic, and Bentancur, I think are going to be in the midfield. And then I think Douglas Costa, Dybala, Ronaldo up top. Now, one thing for me is I think there's definitely could be, you know, Depending on how they want to do, you could even change it up a little bit more. And instead of, let's say, you, if you you want Douglas Costa to be that kind of super sub, you yeah. could almost move. Now, I don't think Saturday's going to do this because I think Cuadrado's been conditioned as a right back now for a while. Mm-hmm. And yeah, not, as a I would be shocked yeah. if he moved him up and put Danilo as a right back. Um, but that is also an option. You could almost put Danilo right back and then move Cuadrado up to the right wing and see and then maybe make a change at the the 60th or 70th depending on uh what kind of uh energy we have and what kind of um you know what what, what our needs are at that point right obviously Lazio I think 352 they're going to be going with Stracosha and goal obviously Felipe is going to be one of the center backs at Cherby and Bastos kind of uh, staples there and then obviously Lazzari as your right back Malikovic Savic Parolo's going to slot in, and obviously Cataldi's going to slot in. And then, again, for for Johnny Luka, uh, Jordan Lukaku is going to be the, the left back. And then up top, Caicedo and Immobile. So, again, they still have some dangerous players. Obviously, a guy we've been looking at for a really long time, Milinkovic Savic, that uh, you know I'm guessing a lot of people would, would take in our lineup today as well. Immobile is dangerous in Serie A. I've always said that. I mean, as much as... His failings in the Azzurri uh, really have been. But, uh, you know, in Serie A, he's always been on fire. So, don't... I hope you don't expect for him just because he's kind of run cold now. That it's... The, the engine can't be turned on, especially in a game like this. Um, and especially in a game that they'll have the confidence of saying that we've beat this team with Ronaldo, with Dybala, with all the stars we have twice already. 
uh, with the three one margin, I mean, to me that that would uh, you know bring a lot of confidence. Speaking, uh, you know, towards that team, and I, and I think Inzaghi's a good coach. I think he's he's been pretty smart. I don't think he's been able to do what he's done in the past in the past like five six games. But uh, I think there's been a little bit of motivation lacking there. And what do you think, kind of, of the uh, the formations uh, rumored to be? Obviously, like I said, who knows? Maybe Chiellini yeah. gets slotted in there. Obviously, Demidal might go on the bench, but I, I would doubt seeing him in. Um, Rugani apparently is the only one that's 100% fit, so who knows? Maybe he gets in there. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm thinking Bonucci, Delict. Yeah, but I think so. Maybe Chiellini, Delict. We'll have to see. Uh, wait see. and see. But uh, I think the rest is pretty self-explanatory. I think Pjanic is going to come in. Yeah, I don't. I don't see. Uh, I don't want to see uh, Matuidi. I'd rather have Pjanic in there than Matuidi. Or yes, yes. Bentancur goes Regista, and then you have Ramsey in there. Yeah, that, I mean that would make sense. That's the that only happens. way. But yeah. I don't think he's got the. I don't think he's got the confidence. Or I'm thinking he's not seeing him have the legs to play yet. Uh, because he hasn't started, I don't think, in any of yeah. the games uh, so far. So uh, he's only been as a sub, used as a sub. So who knows? Maybe that's what tomorrow becomes. But uh, again, it's, it's a wait and see uh, on what Sadi wants to do. Again, I had I expected uh, a pretty clean formation against Sassuolo, and then it was completely different to what I thought. I didn't think Kalidi was going to be in there at all, and he was. And um, but anyways, what do you think of the formation? And do you see any changes or uh, kind of status quo? Yeah, I think the formation is going to be very similar to how we've been playing it. Now, if what's it called? If Bentancur is fully fit, I think that we have the same midfield with Rabiot starting another game with Bentancur and Pjanic. Defense of Sandro Bonucci Delict going to start, and then it's for, uh, the only change I could see happening is either Quadrado at right back. Um, and Douglas Costa at right wing, or Danilo at right back, and Quadrado at right wing. So that's the only thing that I've seen reported that it could happen. Yeah. So I, that's the only thing that I think is more of a change that could happen. Yeah. And then, yeah, I guess I guess we almost might have to go to a Matuidi, depending on how um, Benton core is. Because, like, yeah, exactly. Like you said, they're still monitoring that situation. And, um, yeah, it's such a big part of our squad, and I would hate... To not have him in this game, but I would almost hate to lose him if he is injured. So it's almost a catch twenty-two there. Um, do you want to risk it? Um, but it is a pretty important game, so mm-hmm. it's tough. It's tough in all of these games, Definitely. you know. I I think with the Kilini thing, I don't know why he like. I don't know what were your thoughts on that. Do you think he should have started the last game? No, I don't think so. I thought he wasn't a hundred percent fit. We could tell, especially after he came off after what 30, 40 minutes of playing. Right. So I don't know. I think it would have been better just to, um, to um, just play Rugani from the start, even though how like oh, bad that was. Like even though we don't want Rugani to start, but Chiellini wasn't a hundred percent fit, and we we knew right. that. So I don't know if it was a good idea to just put him in in the lineup like right away. Yeah, and so let's get into keys of the match. Obviously. I think it's a must-win for us, obviously, to get to eight plus eight on uh, Merda, and obviously the the chasing pack, if you want to call it. 
Um, obviously, return to winning ways. Um, again, we haven't won in a while, so yeah, it's not like we're on this amazing form either. So, um, but then again, with a win tomorrow, there is a very, very good chance we're repeating for the ninth straight time. And um, yeah, that's just again seven points. Um, I think that would tie up the. If we won tomorrow as well, that would also tie up the, depending on what the score line is, the head-to-head with Lazio. Um, so that would take that out of uh, contention, so to speak. Obviously, we have it with Inter. Uh, we have the, the head-to-head against them. Um, and then again, uh, just for the team's confidence, I think we're going to need something really to gel this team. And I think this is a perfect game, obviously, because like I said, if if we do win this, and it, you, it's not a convincing performance. We're most like nine times out of ten, we're probably going to ride out and get those remaining four points or whatever it is at the time. Let's say someone loses or not, but I think it's pretty self-explanatory that we'll ride out and get those those points. So you almost need a little bit of a boost because then you might start doing seeing some heavy rotation after those games, right? Because you're going to be looking into Obviously, the next phase, which is Champions League next month. But what we need to do is kind of maybe, I think, get a statement win here. Kind of play some guys out, rest some rest some players, get some other guys' experience. Like, try and wrap this thing up as quick as we can and then give guys time on the field and try some different things out and, you know, really get ready for the, the game against Lyon on August 7th. Right, so I think it's definitely going to be interesting. Kind of anything else that's key to this game, you think, for Juve uh, to come out with the victory, Anthony? Um, I mean, for me, like, what? Um, one of the for me, one of the reasons that Juve have been performing so like badly recently is just also they had before they were playing with the thought in their mind that if they lose, Lazio is going to take the first place from them. So it's a must-win game every time. But now yeah. that Lazio has been slacking. And Inter also haven't been in the best form. Juve have said, okay, so they're losing, then it's not as much of a pressured game for us. So I think that now we're going head-to-head with them. It's um, The players will be more focused and concentrated on a win here. And you know, just for a confidence booster and everything. So I think that they'll be more focused. All right. And so what do you think? What What is your prediction and your goal scores of this game tomorrow at the J Stadium? I think... It's going to be 2-1 to Juve. And who do you think scores for Juve? I think um, it's going to be Ronaldo, Bonucci, and a okay. penalty. Okay, interesting. Even gave the Lazio goal. Nice. Um, I think for me it's going to be 2-0. Um, I think we're going to be able to hold them off uh, because I think they're just not going to have enough confidence. I think they're not going to have enough in the tank. Um, I think they're also – I think we're going to – we've caught them kind of in the perfect time. Like you mentioned earlier, now we know where the stakes are at. Uh, there's This isn't just a game in the midseason where we can afford to lose uh, because we're top of the table. This is for all the marbles now. And I think, you know, this is where it says, as, as a club, you have to be in that right mentality to say, hey, we need to win this game. So there's no if or if ands or buts. We got to win this game. We got to win the next game, and that's got to be the mindset. 
obviously there's been talk of obviously Dybala go working out in an extra extra day. Uh, Ronaldo came at 12 when the practice was at five. So it really looks like there's uh, you know this mindset to get this you know wrapped up and have a really good performance tomorrow. So I agree. I hope we see that and I hope it's an easy W for all of us. Um, and I don't have to look at my phone at the beginning of the day or when the game starts and being up and then looking at the end of the day and being down and losing the game. So I don't want to see that again. I think we need to get over that. That's uh, inexplicable. You can't be turning off in, in, in these close, these, these, these important games, um, especially going into a Champions League tie where you're going to have to lay it all out there because you're down one and, you know, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to put in the work to get that W, and it's not it's not you're you're not going into that game with an advantage. So, yeah, I, th- I think that's a hundred percent. I like I like that those takes. Um, let's get into kind of some obviously there was a couple questions. Daniel Jafari dropped uh, right before we got started here, so thank you, Daniel. Um, he one of the things he said was, "Is this really a half Juve versus half Lazio game?" What are your thoughts on that? Mm, I mean, I think it's a uh, kind of is because I mean I think Lazio have more of a disadvantage, not right. only because yeah they've been playing bad like we have too, but also because of the missing players they're gonna have. I think is gonna play a big part in them. But I think right in this game, it's of course like you could say a half Juve, like we're not playing to our best, but right. we do have the players that we're not missing as many key players as they are. In the yeah, going into the game. it's exactly and. Um... I would have to agree with that. I think they have a lot of key players. Like I said, when you lose a left back, key central mid, um, key defender, key center back, I think think that's that's a lot. And um, again, the betting odds are really playing to those those facts there. And again, obviously a key attacking mid uh, or an attack or uh, obviously... Someone who plays well with, with Immobile uh, being Luis Alberto, I think that's that's huge. Um, yeah, and Juve, I don't think that's even though we have the kind of knocks here and there, I don't see us facing. Uh, we still have DiBala, we still have Ronaldo. Um, defense is, for the most part, I think going to be okay. But um, for us, again, it's more of like you said, performance-wise, than anything. Um, obviously the next question again, same from Daniel Jafari. Thank you. Um, if we lose, can we safely say Juve does not deserve this title, even if they win it on the incompetence of Inzaghi or Conte? What are your thoughts on that? I mean, like deserve it or not, a Scudetto is a Scudetto. You could say they deserve it or they don't deserve it. You could say, okay, Atalanta or Lazio deserve it. They're the better team. But if they were the better teams, then they should have been uh, where we are right now. But even if they win it off of, um, if we lose this game and we win it off of the next games in the season, or we lose it off of a loss from Lazio or Conte, um, I think that we you can't say they don't deserve it because, and all they're the ones who've been somehow consistently staying at the top this whole time, even though the challenges. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, I have to agree. You know, a win is a win at the end of the day. Yeah. Definitely. No matter if someone choked or, now if you want to discuss, okay. Yeah. How good did you look? And you know, yeah, yeah. you know, like I said, I gotta give credit to Atalanta. I gotta yeah, give yeah, credit definitely. to Lazio. Yeah. 
Um, they've done a really good job for what they have. Like I said, we're in a different stratosphere in terms of financials and this and that. Yeah, yeah. So you got to give these clubs their due. I mean, because at the end of the day, they're not deal. We're not talking apples and oranges. We're talking about uh, gold plated apples and fucking mandarini. So it's we're 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 in a different we're in a different atmosphere, man. So I think yeah. again. For Atalanta, unfortunately, they don't have the depth and really the sheer, you know, will to 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 pull through a full season. Now, next year, depending on what they do with their signings, maybe. Um, but this year, they kind of ran out of gas a little bit. Um, obviously, with that draw to Hellas and... And Hellas Verona has been a, a tough draw That's for teams. So, I mean, I can't fault them for drawing that game, right? It is what it is. But, again, Lazio, same thing. Because I, I got cousins that are... I got family that is lot that are Lazio fans, right? Yeah, my, same. My, obviously, there you go. So, obviously, you know, my family on my mother's side is, is from Lazio. You know, a different... Yeah. Obviously, different little towns, right? So, it's... Uh, it's definitely, I feel bad for them, but, you know, at the end of the day, like you said, it, it's, yeah. it's the way, it doesn't matter, right? You got to take advantage of what's ahead of you. Now, if you got seven, you got to take seven points, you got to take seven points. You know, Lazio could have not lost uh, to Atalanta. They could have not lost to Milan, Lecce, and uh, Sassuolo. So, yeah. at the end of the day, the... The, the the fixture list was in their hands, so to speak, you know. Because if they win a couple of those games, this is completely different. It's almost even, I would say, um, going into this game, and then it's a completely different story. So, yeah. you know, teams had their chances. You know, you could say, sure, Atalanta was unlucky in the game against us to not take three points, but I don't know. I think we've had the last two seasons have been really. Uh, not great showings yeah. uh, to put the put the Scudetto on the jersey. Um, but like you said, a win's a win, right? You know, yeah. as much as we should have beat Barcelona and we should have gotten a penalty on Pogba, and maybe that makes us win the Champions League final we that did. year. It doesn't they, matter. They, the win is the win. And yeah, in the end, they celebrated it, and we did it. So, so there's nothing we could do about it. At the end of the day, yeah. it is what it is. I'm going to celebrate anyways, but... Yeah. When you look at next season and what we need to do in transfers, that's when you look at the quality and, you know, what you need to fix and what you need to, you know, improve on. That's when you look at the games and say, were you satisfied? No, I don't think we're I'm satisfied. Do I think we deserve to win it? Probably not, but we're going to probably win it anyways. Um, and that's my thoughts on that. Um, I almost would have... I almost wish we would have been... Like, we've won 10 Scudetti, and now we're playing like shit. And now some team can take it off of our hands. But, uh, no, we're not there yet, so I want to keep right. winning until we get that record of 10. And I don't care how the fuck we have to do it, but I want to get the 10. So, uh, if we get to 10, that's going to be unreal. And, um, yeah, uh, I think uh, we definitely, it's in our hands. So, like you said... Uh, we got to come out tomorrow. Press this. We got to play hard from the beginning. Everybody's going to be on board. 
Mm-hmm. I don't want to see players not giving it their all on the pitch. I want to see everybody going. I don't give a shit if you don't believe in Saturday's ball. I don't give a shit if you believe in this and that and the other thing. If you're a player and you know that this game is this important and you don't come out giving your 150% mm-hmm. on the pitch, I don't give any excuses that you don't like, that you that you don't believe in Saturday. That's on you at the end of the day. You're accountable to the fans at that point. And you're not accountable to, you know, we can give as much criticism to Saturday as we want. But if he's telling you and you come out like they did against Sassuolo, I'm not going to be, I'm not yeah. going to have very nice things to say after this game tomorrow, especially if it doesn't go our way. So um, I hope that's in the players' heads. Uh, I hope the players realize what this means. I think they do. Um, but uh, yeah, man, it's, it's definitely going to be an interesting tie. And, uh, you know, just a shout out. I got the cultural merch, a fellow, fellow New York, uh, bunch of guys, obviously you guys are, you're in Queens and, uh, I believe they're wearing Brooklyn or Bronx where they Brooklyn. Brooklyn. So you guys are close, but, uh, yeah, yeah, they're going to have a nice drop tomorrow. If you guys haven't, uh, some kind of summer colors, uh, Miami vibe to it. But, uh, so stay tuned for that. I think they've done. I like how they've taken the, you know, the Supreme box logo and 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 dropped it with, remixed it with Calcio, and um, yeah, Mister uh, Peter Penalty there uh, got got some bullshit at the end of that game today. I was I was actually watching and um, I was pretty happy for Roma because they they definitely go down one nil, and then uh, they get two. They pump two in, and I'm like, oh, here we go, beautiful. Yeah, Mer- Merda's gonna fucking lose again, and then just complete trash. Yeah, uh, unlucky. Like <laughs> Spinazzola on that. Yeah, it's I don't know. Uh, I don't know what yeah. these penalties man, but it's been it's been crazy. I think they need to relook at a whole bunch of uh, the rules because it's it's been just bad with VAR. Um, yeah, you know, especially the handballs. Yeah. I hope that does not. I hope that has no effect on tomorrow's game. Um, yeah. I really don't because it's so st- for either team, really. Yeah. For either team, like I mean, I could say, yeah, give us four, four BS penalties, and I wouldn't care. Sure, probably wouldn't, but you know, just keep it clean. Um, yeah. None of this fucking bouncing off a guy, hitting it's an ridiculous. arm, shit. Like, yeah, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But you know, let's leave this. Uh, obviously, you know, I think we're leaving this on leaving this pod on a pretty high note. Um, kind of, you know, the last topic that I usually have. If you guys are, uh, you know, a listener of the pod, um, we do. We like to talk. We like to bring the nostalgia back. We like to talk about past Juve, and you know, just different things. You know, when you've gone to stadiums, obviously. Uh, in North America and abroad, or obviously in Asia or in the Middle East or wherever, right? Um, just like this, you know, I like hearing these stories. I think a lot of other people like hearing these stories. There's been a lot of meeting different players and and going to different games and, you know, getting kicked out of stadiums and <laughs> jumping the, the stands to run onto the field and stuff like that. So it's pretty cool that what we've kind of started so far. But, um, you know... Obviously, you're a young, like I said, you're a younger guy, yeah. Anthony. Um, you know, what stands out you with, like, obviously, memorable Juve moments, but also even stuff maybe you've been to a game uh, in North America. If potentially, you haven't gone to Torino yet, which I hope you do because yeah. 
it's uh, unbelievable to go back there uh, and, you know, with the fans, with your, with your fellow buddies that you meet online and just being able to see them in person and have a beer or, you know, a, uh, Orangina or, or whatever, right? Uh, panino, pizza, whatever. But uh, what, what, is, what comes to mind for you? And, you know, when we talk about this nostalgia, you know, going to see games or, you know, watching Juve. Well, for Floor watching stores. Juve, well, for watching Juve, like, Champions League games are what stood out to me. Of course, there's always these big game, big Serie A games. But for especially, like, what I, like for a lot of Serie A games, like 3-0 against Barcelona, I was only in middle school. And I couldn't watch the first 15 minutes or 30 oh. minutes. So when I got out of school, Dybala's already scored. And I was going crazy. My dad picks me up. Same thing with Juve Man City. Like, I would miss the first parts of the game, and then I would come out of school and see this. So this is what, like, really comes to mind when I think of Juve, especially a few years ago. When they, um, and then, like like you were saying, like um, the only Juve game I've ever been to was, again, for Juve, uh, Juve Benfica, I think 2018-19, uh, I think. Um, I went, was in uh, New Jersey, uh, Red Bull Stadium. Okay. So, yeah, I went there. Um, they won in penalties. Um, I got to meet um, Trezeguet, Camaronesi, uh, Davids. They were all there. Oh, nice. Stuff. Yeah, and all, I saw, I actually saw Mike and Marco from IFTV there as well. Oh, yeah? That's yeah. cool. That's cool. Yeah, yeah no, it's, um, it's definitely nice for you guys on the East Coast because a lot yeah. of those, uh, obviously, there's a lot of Italians in, yeah. in, in those cities. But, uh, yeah, obviously, there's big population hubs there as well. And a lot of those games get, uh, take place, obviously, on the East Coast, sometimes on the West but uh, or in the South, if you want to say Miami or Houston or uh, L.A., but, um, yeah, so how was that? So w- were they just kind of mixing it up with the fans? Or yeah, were well, they, like, uh, was it an event? or Like, it was outside of the stadium. They would have, like, tents. So there was a Juve tent, and then there was a Benfica tent on the other, like, part of the stadium. Okay. So for the Juve one, they had, like, you could, like, buy jerseys, hats, and they had, like, tattoos and stuff. And then they had, like, style, like you could take pictures with the trophies or whatever. Oh, nice. And then they had... Like Trezeguet, Camerone, Davids, they were all there signing pictures, uh, taking photos, signing stuff for you. So it was pretty nice there. And I can't remember if this was with Bruno, with Bruno but I think that was the same game that he got kicked out during the training practice. I think it was a practice. I want to say, anyways, he basically threw a scarf and he got escorted. <laughs> Check out the podcast. Uh, it was it was a good story, but uh, unfortunate for him. <laughs> At least he got to see the game, though. But um, yeah. yeah, no, um, that's awesome, man. I think uh, yeah. yeah, I would love to go to one of those games. It's just it's crazy expensive to fly in uh, yeah. in in Canada with these airlines we have. So and it's always in the summer and. You know, since I graduated university, it's been, uh, it's kind of tough because my, the work that I, a lot of the work I do is in the summer, right? So it's tough to take time off, uh, or, you know, or else you got to take a, uh, so it's, I guess for now, for me, it's going to be a lot better for Serie A games because obviously it's, you know, end of summer till beginning of summer Yeah. in that area, in that vicinity. So I'll be able to start going uh, to more games that way because uh, it won't be as busy in terms of work. But yeah, no, definitely uh, get out to Torino with your family. Yeah, I um, want to one day. 
it's uh it's a hell of a city yeah and um like i said you're gonna meet a whole bunch of great uv fans obviously yeah. with all this covid nonsense yeah. you know stops it when everyone gets healthy and we can get uh the tifosi back in the stadium and um hopefully that's sooner than later i know they've been they've been saying that they're probably gonna cut that thought out for this year um Obviously, again, the season's going to start in about a month. Yeah, it's crazy. when this one ends. So, yeah. no breaks for me. May, August might be my break if they start doing Champions League on the weekend, which I'm hoping. Um, that would be that'll be kind of sick. And uh, I think we're gonna might we might you know I think we're gonna watch uh, you know we're gonna try and watch all these games live. Um, yeah. I've been talking to my buddies. Uh, that are obviously different fans. Uh, not necessarily. Not, it's not going to be just obviously a Juve folk. We'll see who we can get from here and get it out, and maybe have a couple people online as well. But I think we're just going to, in general, just watch a whole bunch of these games live, and uh, hopefully you guys can join us and yeah, so. uh, just react and uh, yeah. see. Uh, you guys can comment live and. And uh, we'll see. Obviously, we'll be doing the Juve game as well. I think it's going to encompass the whole, the whole tournament at that point. But um, yeah, I definitely would like to hear feedback, guys. Let me know. Um, obviously, who you want to see on the podcast. Um, I've got lots of spots left. Uh, the bigger, I want to say the, the Roma game, done. Samp game done. Um, but really, the rest is all open. So give me a shout. Don't be shy. Uh, I'd love to have you on. And I think, you know, I'm trying to get this filled up until Lyon and then hopefully hopefully further than that. Uh, but, uh, and I think there's going to be a couple special kind of, uh, you know, podcasts that we're going to be offering. Obviously, one, I want to have my buddies on to just shoot the shit about Calcio. And then hopefully uh, once the season's over, uh, we can talk Curva Sud with Maurizio from around Turin. I want to have him on. He's a very great. He's a very great person in general. Um, with all the the donations he's been doing and that, and helping out obviously Juve fans as well as Juve business owners in Torino because it's been difficult for work for them. Obviously setting up, you know, continuing to set up networks um, with whether that be Flick or. Uh, you know, just chatting online, obviously having us around around Turin Club. Um, so again, like I said, if you have any problems, obviously you can you can always ask me if you have any questions when you're going to see a game or where to stay, what to see. Um, but again, him as well, he's the expert, he's the resident. So uh, and he's always more than happy to help. Uh, he's such a great guy. Uh, and uh, yeah, guys, I think. Uh, that's all for today. I'd like to thank you, Anthony, for coming on. No I appreciate problem, no it. Problem. Shout out to the Nonna Nonni, you know, for uh, their Thanks. brief appearances on the show. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's where it all starts, right? You know, comes yeah. down the line. And um, but we'll have to see tomorrow. It's going to be an interesting game. Let's hope for that win. Um, let's hope for a really good game on our part. And uh, yeah, definitely going to have you back on uh, in the future because, like I said, there's there's lots to do. And if you ever uh, need to get anything off your chest or you want to just, hey, you want to go, we can add anyone on. Like I said, it doesn't need to be a one-on-one. I've kind of kept it that way. 
but uh, we can have two, three, four guests. Doesn't matter to me. Um, just more, di- just diversifies the opinions, diversifies the thought, and I really have no problem with that. Um, even the haters uh, come yeah. on the show. Uh, Marco, IFTV, come on the show. Why not? Let's let's get let's make it happen. Get on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, no, I think we're gonna try and get some of the you want to call them bigger names. Uh, I've been looking to kind of make it happen with some, you know, dear friends and some other guys on on UV Twitter that I've been talking to uh, for a long time, and we're gonna try and get those guys on. But uh, yeah, guys, as usual, please do. Oh, and with this, please on YouTube. Please, guys, even if you don't have an account, just make, just sub sub me. There's like, I'm looking at my stats, and there's like 40% of you guys that watch the videos, but you don't sub me. So that just would do me a, a hell of a, a help. Um, and, you know, same with on iTunes, same with on Spotify. Uh, if you could even drop a rating, comment, whatever, it doesn't matter to me. Uh, just join this discussion, you know. I, I was like, uh, even uh, even when I got time, just shooting the shit with whoever on the WhatsApp group and on the Discord group. So uh, definitely you can find me on all those places and obviously on Twitter, uh, Juventinita.dal. Obviously, Juventinita Back to Black and White Podcast on the other platforms. And uh, yeah, man, just uh, let's have a good day tomorrow, hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> but anyways, guys, like I said, stay tuned to the links. They'll be up as soon as they are on Twitter. That's the first place you're going to... Or if you got your notifications and your bells uh, clicked and uh, follows on Inst- on uh, iTunes and Spotify, that you won't have to worry. As soon as it's in the, uh, in the thread, uh, you're going to get that first uh, notice and be able to listen to the podcast right away. But as always, guys, fino alla fine. Forza Juventus. Ciao. Ciao.